So we just do something different where we just jump in, just hit it and then, you know, <laughs> make it sound good later on. Perfect. This episode of Go Be Wyoming is brought to you by DYT Solutions. For custom digital marketing solutions for your brand or business, go visit my friends at DYT Solutions. Contact them at their website, dytsolutionswy.com. This episode is brought to you by Fine Sight and Sound. For custom home or business audio and visual systems, Fine Sight and Sound are your Rocky Mountain experts. Go to their website, fssavpro.com, or call owner Aaron Perez at 307-751-6585 for a free consultation. This episode is brought to you by Fly Sheridan, the Sheridan County Airport. Save time, fly local, fly Sheridan. Don't drive those couple hundred miles just to catch a connecting flight to Denver. Book your direct flight from Sheridan to Denver International at united.com. Zach, hey, co-creator of uh, uh, Go Be Wild from back in the day. Yeah, um, we. Uh, I'll I'll say this because we'll release this uh, in a couple weeks or two. So, Go Be Wild is going to take a break for a little bit on on some podcasting. Um, I'm in the process of maybe DYT and I were thinking about how we're going to grow the business and different things like that. Kind of how things are run. Yeah. Um, so it's a great, why not end the last podcast for a while with co-creator Zach, there we go. you know, who, yeah. who started this whole thing <laughs> back in my home office yeah. in 2020. So, um, Zach, you were, we were just talking a little <laughs> bit. Uh, how's your first year teaching, man? Yeah. Oh man. It's, uh, it's been awesome. I mean, it really has been, it's been really, really fun. Um, y'all started, uh, back in August, which does feel forever ago. Yeah, it does. But it's just because so much happens, yep. you know, during during a school year. But um, it, it was really cool to just kind of be brought back in and, and kind of see, uh, you know, my school, the school that I went through and uh, be back with all these teachers who taught me and get to work alongside them. It's been a lot of fun and it's been super exciting uh, to see that. And so, uh, you know, went through all the, the first, you know, introduction stuff and first year and at first year, you kind of get introduced to all this and you're like, Whoa. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Guys kind of freaking out a little bit. Oh man, (laughs) first day, this is going to be, you know, there's so much going on. I don't know what's going to happen. So, um, it was, I mean, and it's just kind of from there, it's just taken off and we just hit the ground running and we've been, yeah, haven't stopped running since, but awesome. Yeah. It's been really fun. Uh, you know, teaching and I coach football this year too. It was my first time coaching football and, uh, that was really fun. I love that. Um, it was, it's, I don't know. I didn't realize how much I missed football. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I, I reffed for a year and up in Montana, but, uh, just being there on the sidelines, yeah. it's, it's, it's different. It's different. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. seeing all sides of football now has been really fun. Very but, cool. Yeah. How'd the season go? Good. Good. Uh, this eight, this eighth grade class is talented. Yeah. They got some athletes. So. Very good. Yeah. Let's watch out for a, <laughs> yeah. um, what, uh, what was kind of one of those shocker moments, you know, in those first couple of months of teaching where you're like, Oh, I was not ready for this. <laughs> yeah. Well, I mean, a lot of it comes down to some logistics stuff. It's uh, so like the Alice drills and, uh, you know, the new, uh, uh, instead of sheltering in place, you know, the Alice sort of thing. So yep, we, you know, yep. we had to walk through that and that training of being like put down in the, in the classroom, pretending to be a student, you know, and, uh, 
someone walking in with a gun and, and, you know, you just have to like sit there, you know, and watch everybody, everybody get shot. And you're like, okay, yeah. Why did we ever think this was a good idea yeah. <laughs> just sit here? Um, and so kind of realizing that situation and be like, man, okay, we got, uh, you know, it's on me to make the decision for what's good for my kids. Yeah. And so thinking about where I'm at in the junior high and if this situation were to ever happen to run it through all those, you, you just kind of mm-hmm. real quickly get overwhelmed with that. You're like, Oh crap. No idea. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yep. So, um, you know, that was one of the things too. Um, but I mean, that's why we practiced it too. So, yep. you know, we do practices once a quarter or something like that. So it does get easier and it kind of flows a lot more. Sure. Um, you know, another thing, and it, it, you know, I can't, I can't get you know too into the details with it, but it's just realizing, uh, you know, students' lives, mm. you know, and yep. I think coming to grips with the fact that I was, you know, I'm, I'm very fortunate to have a mom and a dad and who are, you know, stayed together and, you know, cared about, uh, how my brother and I did in school and made sure that we, you know, grew up to be, uh, upstanding citizens. And, um, something I kind of just assumed everybody's parents did. Right. That's clearly not the case. Yeah. Um, so that just kind of coming to terms with that and realizing that it's not so much about teaching history, you know, which is what I love to do, but it's also trying to get these kids to realize that eighth grade is short and next year it's going to count. Like yeah. it's going to start to matter. And so try and encourage kids to, to realize, Hey, it's time to start taking things seriously. Yep. Develop a little bit of ownership. Yeah. So, and, and kind of, you know, like you said, those details that you would never think you would know. And you, same with coaching, right? You, yeah. you get some stuff that you would never know. You would never learn about a kid otherwise. Yep. Um, you know, and that, that leads us to, uh, we were kind of talking before about, um, you know, uh, I think, I think it's all COVID and I think, I, I think it's not as bad as it it's appears to be, but there, there is this balance that we need to start working on in regards with teachers, how we treat teachers, you know, how parents treat teachers. Um, but like you hit on it, some parents need to step up too, though, or guardians of these kids. Cause it's like, look, like, um, it, you can't have it both ways of, uh, we've been allowing teachers too much responsibility with our kids, which then means, well, then you need to have more responsibility with right. your kids. Yeah. If you're upset with how things have been going, like, well, that's on you too. Like, yep. um, so, uh, um, you know, there's a fine balance there between like teachers, you know, have, have an obligation to listen to parents, but at the same time, it's kind of like, well, but if you're a parent that's not around, like, you know, what right. do you, what do you expect? You, you know, Zach's, Zach's my, you know, my dad 2.0 for my kid. Yeah. Yeah. Well, and it is crazy. I mean, and then you're mad about what, how Zach teaches your kids. Like, well, okay. Like, right. <laughs> you know, it's, uh, it is an interesting dynamic and it's for so long. I think it has been just like, okay, my kid's at school and now it's yep. somebody else's problem. But, um, I have got 130 kids, you know, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I can't be that, that figure, you exactly. know, as much as I want to so badly to, to be able to like, and maybe for my own pride or whatever, I don't know, be look, look back and say like, yeah, I, you know, I played a part in that kid's right. know, moment where he realized, Oh, I got to get my, my stuff together. But, sure. um, it's, it's, that's just not possible. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. Uh, and if that ever happens, it'll be so long down the line, probably that I'll never yeah. be able to see it. <laughs> 20, 30 years. <laughs> yeah. But it's, it's, uh, yeah, it's gotta be a partnership mm-hmm. between parents and, and teachers. And, uh, I know we're, we'll get into it a little bit, but like kind of what's going on right now culturally is it's setting 
just like everything else is. <laughs> yeah. But it's setting people against each other and it's really not what we need right now. Well, and I think we, you and I had talked about this during COVID, just well, we're not doing a good job of communicating what we're trying to get across. Um, and then, you know, which just escalates things. And like, so the first thing I had on here, since we're talking about teaching, you know, in, in this balance between parents is, uh, people were upset about the legislature not getting anything done with uh, education. One in particular was they, the quote unquote transparency bill, you know, yeah. that, that uh, the school districts, you know, um, should, you know, in, in, in theory, the school district should have the curriculum out for parents to see. Um, and then I think it was a step further about like the teachers were supposed to share what books are there or something like yeah. that. Um, I had Tom Kelly in on here who you were on one of his first mini uh, interviews way yeah. back in the day. He's running for state superintendent of education. Yep. Um, and so I asked him about this bill and he's like, well, my problem with it is it's not very clear. Yeah. He's like, it's very vague. And he's like, that can cause a lot of problems because you know, one parents that support this bill are pissed off and that's why they want it. But it's kind of like, well, what are you pissed off about? Yeah. You know, you can't have a vague bill and then, you know, just be mad that Mr. Gale has a certain history textbook, you know, it's like, right. like what? Yeah. <laughs> so, um, and, uh, I've been, I've thought about it and I have never asked a teacher yet about this, but Zach, if a parent calls you up and said, Hey, what are the books you use for your curriculum? Yeah. What's your response? Well, I mean, I'd be happy to show them. I think you'd know, be like, yeah, but this is what we do. You know, we have, um, uh, teacher night or like parent night at the beginning of the year. Yep. And so, you know, parents are encouraged to come in, you know, the last few years because of COVID, whatever we've had mm -hmm. to kind of do it virtually, but I lay out my entire curriculum there at that night. These are the standards I grade or, you know, this is how they're assessed here is, you know, just a really broad view of the content. Cause we only have like a few minutes to, to really talk to them about it. Yep. But you know, we're going to start at the beginning of kind of the United States, the Republic, uh, early Republic. We'll go through the first couple of presidents. We'll move into westward expansion and civil war and then kind of, you know, modern progressive yep, now America. You're into, yep. Mm -hmm. um, and I'll lay that all out there. And, uh, you know, if they want to look at the textbooks, I've got textbooks all over the room. Yeah, you, can, you go. You can tell which them. one it is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, the other funny thing is with COVID, you know, and this whole rush to go virtual, I still have to use some virtual stuff because thankfully I haven't had a student be quarantined in months, but there at the beginning of the year, absolutely. There yep. was quarantines, but I've got to be able to make virtual stuff for them so that they can still participate in class. So just about every single thing I use is online for a parent to go and see right. their kid can log in. If they, if they really want to know, they just can have their student show them. Google classroom. And then here's where Mr. Gale links everything going back to the beginning of the year yep. and they can see what I'm, what I'm teaching them. Yeah. Um, and so when that bill came out, there was a lot of teachers at the school who were like, what does this mean? You know, kind of freak out. I'm like, I don't, the way I pictured it, it was, we would, we were probably, we're already doing that because of the Google classroom thing, but yep. we could probably continue to do it that way. Yep. And still like fall it within the comply or be, you know, compliant with yep. this law. So yeah. I mean, I'm happy to show them where I get kind of hung up in it is like, are you, are you a parent of a kid? Yeah. You know, is it parents of kids who are really pushing for this or is it just people who are, 
seeing the Fox news headlines about yeah, critical right. race theory and then freaking out because another kind of thing that we were talking about early in the year was over the summer when the, you know, critical race theory stuff is really uh, going heavy. Mm-hmm. The building principal got a, like over a thousand f- uh, phone calls and emails asking if we're teaching critical race theory and demanding that we don't teach critical race theory. The district office got even more phone calls and emails throughout right. the summer about you guys better not be teaching this and whatnot. Uh, and so you know, it's like, we're, we're not, we are not teaching critical race theory. Yep. Just put that out there yeah. for all you people who jokingly ask me when <laughs> yeah. I see you, we're not teaching critical race theory, but you can also go and see Wyoming state standards. Those are made publicly available too. Yes. Right now you can go look yep. right now, Wyoming state standards for yeah. any, any, uh, content. Yep. So, yeah. Well, and that's right from a teacher, you know, and, and Tom, Tom has been great and, and, uh, I will say this cause I'm the host of the show, but like I'll endorse Tom as superintendent of education. Cause he said the exact same thing. If you respectfully yeah. request <laughs> yeah. to a teacher, what they're teaching, they most likely will do it. Yeah. Then he said, if they don't, he's like, then that's when you know, Hmm, why do you not want to share the curriculum with me as a parent? Right. You know, then that's a red flag, which is like, yeah, that's what we should be concerned about. But I, you know, like you mentioned, probably none of these people raising a fit in Wyoming are teachers or are parents. Sorry. Yeah. So it's, so it's one of those things. And then, like you said, the whole state curriculum is online, so you can go look yeah. and, and yes, that is hundred percent true. We do not, the right. state does not push critical race theory. Right. Well, and even as a parent, just to add on to this, like if you're not satisfied with my answer, whatever I show you, right. Then we can, you know, we can talk about that. And yep. there's a process that you can go through. You can attend school board meetings and whatnot to, mm-hmm. you know, mm-hmm. address these, these issues, but you can also have conversations with your kid. Like that's, that's a totally an option oh, for you to talk you, to your child. You can, you can educate your own kid. <laughs> yeah. Oh. You can talk to your kid when they come home and they'll say, you know, Mr. Gale said, uh, you know, this about the civil war, you know, I don't know whatever we talked about reconstruction and, <clears throat> 13, 14, 15th amendments, you know, yep. if you have a problem with, with those or whatever, you can, you know, ask your kid and be like, Oh, what, you know, what about this perspective? Or yeah. So anyway, parents, you can totally do that. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Not like you needed permission, but, yeah. <laughs> uh, uh, well, talking about school boards, um, this, the, one of the reasons you and I started the show was back in 2020, we had huge local elections here, yeah. school board, county commissioners, mayor, um, you know, um, I don't want to put you in a bind. So Zach, if you don't want to answer it or talk on any of these things, but, um, you know, these are important. You know, the reason why we were talking about them is cause they're important in, in, you know, the high school, the principal was let go, uh, not even a year, you know, uh, Dr. Carnes wasn't even here for a year. Yep. Um, you know, people obviously were upset with masks. Um, and then, um, well that, that one we can talk about. And that's because people that are upset at this, at the school, well, anyone that's upset with the superintendent and teachers and administration about masks is like, well, those, those people don't make the rules. The people that make the rules are the school board and then the County commissioners, right? which still blows my mind that people still don't know that. And I'm like, this, this is why these elections matter. Yeah. Cause if you didn't like those, guess what? Some of those people are going to be up for election this year. Right. So yeah. anyway, so I don't want you to put you, put anything on you there, but, um, uh, 
anything to add on, I guess, just on those, the, you know, the importance of those. Uh, yeah. I mean, you know, going through this last year and, and seeing just the craziness that was unfolding every month at the school board meetings. Yes. Especially in the fall yeah. right there of 2021. Yeah. Yeah. And I mean, I, there's not a single person in the junior high building who wanted to wear a mask. Right. Right. But as a teacher, that was the rule. That's what we have to enforce. Yep. You, you have to wear a mask. The expectation is you wear a mask. I know you don't like it. Sack up like that. Yeah. I, I mean, I told some of my students several times, I understand you don't like it. Sometimes being a man is doing things you don't want to do. Yep. And so, you know, we, we went through that and, but you're absolutely right. You, the elections matter. Local elections matter. Um, probably more so than, you know, a state or national election does at times mm -hmm. uh, because those things are directly impacting you. And I know that in the, uh, you know, this coming election, the people terms, who yeah. kind of came around for the whole masking thing are going to be out in full force and pushing for this candidate or that candidate. But uh, I, yeah, I mean, you, you have the power to, to sway that policy yep. with your, with your vote. Mm -hmm. um, and I think more so in a more meaningful way than showing up at a school board meeting and screaming and having to be taken out by yep. a police officer. Mm -hmm. Again, it's this whole communication thing, right? You know, I, it's, um, it's one of those where they have the right to be at that school board meeting and voice their concerns, but you don't get to go in there yelling and screaming and, and causing a commotion and they can't right. get anything done. Like, it's like, there's, there's two sides of the sword here. Like you just, you know, we got to be respectful and, you know, um, but anyways, um, well, and on that note too, like the city and County, you know, um, elections, you know, outside of the school board, like, um, I can't remember where, Oh, it was the, it was in the Sheridan press. Uh, and the article is terrible. I'll just say it. Like, they're just like, Oh yeah, this, this consultant firm for that sidewalk out by the, uh, courthouse, you know, that Hill, cause they're probably, you know, that Hill doesn't get used for anything. Um, they hired a consulting firm, which I'm like, why do you need to hire a consulting firm to design a sidewalk? Yeah. <laughs> the hell? Like <laughs> we paid two like two city engineers. Like what? Yeah. Anyways, um, the consulting firm comes back and says, well, the sidewalk's going to cost an extra $25,000. Um, and it's like, there was no mention of like the city can tell them no. Right. We don't have to do that. Cause that was not in the initial bid. Cause I think it's a heated, like it, it'd be heated. I'm like, who gives it? What, what are we doing here? <laughs> um, so again, this is where if you don't like this, guess what? Who's making those decisions? The city, the city council and the mayor. Yep. Um, so anyways, I don't know. I don't know if you had seen that or not, Zach, but <laughs> yeah, no, but I, I, and yeah, I mean, just you're right. And we, we spent a good amount of time talking about the uh, city council election. Yep. Um, and yeah, I, I think people kind of just phoned that vote in, honestly. Uh, well, cause you know, a guy you could have had on the council that probably would be voting against this and, or speaking up against it would be Tom Kelly. Right. Yeah. He, he lost by not even a hundred votes. Yep. And it was just cause he, no one knew who he was, but it was kind of like, well, if you would have paid attention and actually got to know him and figured out what, you know, right. But I will say for Tom, might be a good thing because now he can run for state superintendent of education, which is way definitely up his alley. But right. anyways, but yeah, there were some other good candidates too that it was kind of like some people got in too on the council that was kind of like, hmm. Right. And here we go. Um, another one too, which you and I talked about this two, two years ago was uh, liquor licenses. Mm -hmm. 
I cannot believe you have eight, you have eight businesses trying to get a liquor license. And the only idea or legislative way to do this is just a lottery. Yeah. <laughs> right. No one has a good idea of like, how about we just change it to a fee? The city gets more money. Everyone wins. It's like, I don't, I just solved the problem. Like I'm right. just, I'm super yeah. confused here. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it, it's always a problem too when a liquor license comes yeah. up. Like it's always this, oh, you know, well, we gotta do this, we gotta do that. And I don't know how much of it's tied up in state legislation, but even then, you there's there uh, we as uh, I don't we can. <laughs> <laughs> well, I think I will say I think the county does have a say. Okay, maybe it's county. Maybe it's not. I state. think it's county because the state legis uh, the state statute lets the county decide. Right. But these were city though. Um, I need to dig into that a little bit still, regardless. But yeah, you county can, commissioners. Yeah. Why can't we petition county commissioners to review this and, and propose a new change to it? Just right? do a freaking fee, yeah. you know, a, a, uh, whatever that it's probably pretty easy to figure out what the, like there's already a fee to apply for it. So it's like, just take the money then. Yeah. Right. <laughs> Sometimes government just terrible at accepting money. Right. Sometimes, which is really weird for me to say, it just came out of my mouth, but, uh, <laughs> uh, for something like liquor licenses would be great. But anyways, but, um, okay. The real heavy stuff, man. Um, not just kidding. Uh, do you listen to our interview with Hageman at all? Do you have a chance? I didn't get a chance. That's yet. right. No, you're good. Um, it's a good one. You should listen to it. Cause I kind of know where you kind of stand on some things. Yeah. Um, but, uh, you know, uh, what are you thinking right now with the Cheney Hageman? You know, you've been, you've been gone for a while, you yeah. know, teaching and yep. uh, what are your thoughts right now? <laughs> you know, I, uh, to be honest, I don't know too much about mm -hmm. uh, Harriet's stance. Yep. Um, her platform. I know what the Trump endorsement that what that's that going to carry a lot of, a lot of sway and will probably, I think end up leading to her winning. Sure. Um, I still think it's, I think it's calmed down a little bit, which is good, but I still think it's kind of crazy to be up in arms uh, against Liz Cheney about this. I mean, we don't, wouldn't you rather have somebody who votes with, I don't know, not like personal opinion all the time. I mean, they are voting with personal opinion, but somebody yes. who, who like has a moral conscience, like yep. is going to follow their conscience and not going to sell that out to, to a party. Mm -hmm. I mean, I, to me that, that just takes courage. And I, I, I yeah. value that. Um, and so hopefully if, you know, uh, Hageman gets, gets elected, she's able to, to carry that same thing. Yeah. Uh, she's able to, you know, vote with her conscience and, and to do what the right thing is, whether the party's going to follow that or not. And I'm, I'm sure she will. I'm sure, you know, I don't know if she, Sella was probably not the right way to say it. She's, yeah. She is a very independent and I think loyal person to, to the values of this area. So, yeah. No, I think, you know, for anyone, so if you're not very familiar about Cheney and Hageman, so, which you should be if you're listening to this, but <laughs> <laughs> um, obviously the biggest gripe with the state GOP and conservatives um, on Liz Cheney is that she voted uh, for the impeachment of Trump due to the January 6th incident. Um, and I, you and I, I was listening back to when we talked about this, when we were you know, when it was all coming out back in 2020 yeah. um, or 2021, yeah. sorry, um, January, 2021. Um, and it still holds up how you and I looked at it. Cause it's, it's one of those where 
you, you look one, you look at the election, right? Cause that's, everyone was upset about the election and you look at all the appeals that Trump tried in the federal courts, yeah. only two, um, did not get appealed. So out of 90, um, um, you know, appeals, only two judges were like, yeah, maybe, you know, there could be evidence of, you know, of a large enough fraud that could have swayed the election. Sure. So, and, and these are all federal judges, federal, you know, under the Trump administration, yeah, essentially that he appointed. Yeah. yeah. So that tells you like, look, like, so if we're going down the rabbit hole of conspiracy and like they stole it, you're telling me 88 judges were in on it that were appointed by Trump. Like yeah. we're going down a very scary rabbit hole. Right. right. So that's number one. Um, I heard on a Jordan Peterson show. He's like, look, he's like, we can all agree that it was close. Yeah. And yes, there was probably some fraud in some certain places. Right. I think everyone can agree on that. Right. Was it enough to sway the election? Not enough evidence. Yeah. Okay. And it's like, okay, I think everyone can agree on that. Right. It was a tight election. 2016 was a tight election. Like, I mean, now he won some States clearly, but I mean, it was still tight. Right. Um, we can all agree. Trump said some things that he usually says that, can look like, like, wow, you probably shouldn't have said that. Right. So, um, anyways, looking back at how you and I worded that, like hundred percent agree. Um, just cause I've interviewed her and I'll just tell listeners and you to go listen to it. I think that was my biggest concern is with Harriet is, are you just a sellout? Are you just, are you just the Trump appointed, you know, Trump endorsed candidate? Um, and I did not get that sense. She shared her platform and um, you know, I think there are some things that, um, conservatives can look at and say, you know, I'd be okay, you know, pushing Liz Cheney out and let's get a different person in there. So, yeah. um, so yeah, but yeah, no, just, um, it just all comes back to, I mean, be paying attention. Yeah. yeah. It's going to get, it's going to ramp up and, but this is, this is a point where you can make something happen. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Um, and I'm sure it'll be, I don't know, it might be a close race. I, I don't Who knows? Yeah. Well, it's, what's funny is, uh, even Politico, um, who's Politico and then some other big national political podcasts were talking about Liz Cheney and Hageman. Yeah. And so I was listening on them and I'm like, this is wild that yeah. Wyoming <laughs> is like in the forefront. Uh, but a lot of them are like, well, Democrats will vote for Liz Cheney because they just hate Trump so much that they're going to vote against uh, the Trump endorsed yeah. candidate. And I'm just like, that's wild. Cause, yeah. cause if, if you know anything of the Cheney's, it's like, man, Democrats don't like Cheney at all. Yeah. So, but, uh, um, no, you know, on my biggest thing, so everything we've just talked about, my biggest thing that the right needs to be careful about. And I think if Wyoming is the forefront of, of, people are calling like the Trump, the Trumpist kind of, you know, resurrecting yeah. the Republicans and the conservatives, you know, whatever. Sure. Um, I think we have to be careful. Conservatives have to be careful about Well, we can't go too far. Right. Yeah. Um, because, um, for Harriet, Harriet's example, I interviewed her and the episodes released and I got a dude commenting to me and he's like, she's a rhino. She's a Cheney 2.0. And I'm like, one, did you even listen to the interview? Yeah. I'm like, they are like complete opposites. Yeah. And so I'm asking him, I'm like, what, why would you say that? And his biggest thing was the election. And I'm like, well, dude, like you got to get with the times, man. Like you're go like I said, we're going down this rabbit hole where you just don't trust anything, man. Yeah. 
right? Because I mean, if we're thinking 88 judges were in on it, then it's like, well, that means like everyone else is in on it. Right. You know, yeah. like, <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> no, absolutely. Like if that's your, if that's still holding you up, right. I, I just want to see your evidence. Where is exactly. your evidence? Exactly. Where, what are you saying? And it's not, you know, it's not like it's not the burden is on you to produce that evidence, but I want to see like, what is making you sold on this yep. issue. Mm-hmm. And, and let's like find the truth. Yep. Cause if it's two things written from 2021, I'm going to, I'm going to, I'm going to throw those out. Like, yep. I'm going to say that's not enough for me. Yeah. We got to find some more stuff and we got to really dig and find the truth. And if they're both coming from Fox news, <laughs> then I'm really not going to out of here, yeah. you know, but uh, yeah, I, I don't know. It's, I'm looking forward to hearing both of them because yeah. uh, you know, I, I had reservations about Liz Cheney when I voted for, uh, she would have run a couple, a couple years ago, yeah, the last election that she ran. Yep. And, uh, you know, I had reservations about her. I'll be honest. I have reservations about all of, uh, all of our, uh, the national, national yep, leaders yep, right now. The two senators <laughs> and the, yeah. yeah, well, yeah. <laughs> like Enzi and Barrasso, I was like, yeah, you know, I've met them a couple times Yeah, and I don't know. They don't seem anything special. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I, I, I'm looking forward to seeing what yeah. Harriet Hagman brings to the table. Well, and, and, and again, that's like, take those two things out, you know, d- just disregard, you know, disregard January 6th and the impeachment. Right. Yeah. Um, because guess what? Like, I know some people, the legal side of it, they're like, you know, he shouldn't even been impeached the second time. And I'm like, I hear you, but guess what? They used it as a political tool and they didn't even care if it got to the Senate. Cause they knew the Senate wasn't even going to hear it. They just were using it as a, t- you know, and it's like, so you just got to leave that out, you know? And, um, yeah. I agree with you. I think it took Liz Cheney, uh, some, some guts to say like, look, like the president shouldn't have said what he said. And we can, you know, we can argue about if when they got into the Capitol building was before at whatever, right. but he still shouldn't have said it. Like, dude, yeah. you lost, right? It's, it's the integrity of the election. Like, yeah. like if we've been saying, like, if you're going to go down that rabbit hole, then you're, you, you're just a cone, you're a tinfoil head guy with guns in the backyard. Like, and yeah. you don't trust anybody, right. right? which is that guy <laughs> commenting to me and saying, she's a Liz Cheney 2.0 and a rhino. And I'm like, okay, like, yeah, nothing is going to please you, you. live in the hills somewhere with <laughs> yeah. your, you know, like, <laughs> You didn't even listen one. You didn't even listen to her interview. So yeah, which it was pretty obvious. Cause he commented like right away. And I'm like, it was an hour long episode. <laughs> like, uh, um, well, uh, no, anyways, what were we get? Uh, no, this, this leads me into my next thing. So, um, kind of conservatives and everything like, um, are you excited for James O'Keefe to be here and Sheridan next week? Yeah. Okay, so you sent me that, and I was like, "Oh, this is sweet. I gotta try and like get the alerts or whatever." Yeah. And so I did. I went through and like I created a, I don't know, yeah, a login or whatever to yep. the Wyoming GOP. Yep. And I've been looking. I get emails all the time, and none of them are about James O'Keefe. I'm like, "What the heck? When is this guy coming to Wyoming? When is he gonna be in Sheridan? Because he's gonna be here in Sheridan, right?" Yep. Yeah. Like, when is he gonna be here? <laughs> it was like, click here for updates, and so I did and signed up, and I have not gotten anything. So that's gonna be next week. Next Saturday, the seventh, uh, in the junior high, he's talking in the junior high at one o'clock. I'll send you the link. Okay. It's on the, um, shout out. I don't, I, like we're throwing them under the bus a little bit, but Wyoming GOP, I agree. Their newsletter and their website needs a little updating. Yeah. Um, I know some great guys, Wyoming GOP that will help you. DYT solutions. Um, also I know a great podcast that would help you get some words out other right. than cowboy state politics, but Dave Iverson, you do a great job. I'm not bashing you, but I'm just saying T 
to get everybody, you know, just saying Wyoming State GOP. But yeah, right. he'll be he'll for as far as I know, it's still on. He's still coming here next Saturday. Interesting. So yeah. How do I get in? Um, you gotta buy a ticket. I'll send you the link. It's on their website. You gotta go to their uh, the 2022 summer convention tab and then it's in there. Okay. JMOs. Yep. Sweet. Um, yeah, that I'm super. Yeah. Um, very cool. Yeah. Cause um, he's just releasing a whole bunch of Twitter stuff right yeah, now too. Right? Yeah. Yeah. And so that's, yeah. Nice. And he's still banned and it's still trending on Twitter. All yeah. like, I love that. I'm like, he's banned him and project Veritas are banned on Twitter, but all their hashtags trend. Wow. Hilarious. Yeah. Um, and I've been, I've been listening to an interview of his today and he was talking about the election and he actually brings up kind of what we just said about, look, yes, project Veritas had some videos sent to us of fraud in some places, but he's like, look, just that one video does not mean they overturn the election. He's like, now is that one thing? The only thing happening? He's like, no, obviously it's probably happening everywhere. But, um, and then you and I've always said like, well, if Democrats are doing it, the Republicans are probably doing it too. Like, don't, yeah. we can't be like, don't be so naive that yeah. <laughs> we are not Get doing this. Yeah. yeah. So, um, yeah, no, I'm super pumped to have him here. Like that'll be super cool. Yeah. Um, I will say, I think if anyone listening that doesn't know who James O'Keefe is, we should probably explain who that, who he is. Yeah. <laughs> uh, he's the CEO of project Veritas. Um, he started back in, um, he said, I think 2004. Yeah. He's been doing it for a while. Cause he started with Breitbart. Yeah. Um, well, and he started journalism his like just being a journalist, I think in 2004, if I'm not mistaken. Yeah. Um, and his first thing he, he did was, and I remember watching these maybe 2004 is too old, maybe like 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, cause it was YouTube. He said that's, oh, yeah. he put stuff yeah. up on YouTube. So yeah, 2009 would have been about like YouTube. Um, but he, he, um, he was the guy that, went to his Dean, the university and said, cause O'Keefe, right. Irish, um, that he recorded them where he's like, I'm offended that you guys, uh, provide lucky charms here in the school, obviously being satirical, he's yeah. being ironic. <laughs> uh, but like he caught them like deadpan, like, Oh yeah. Okay. Yeah. We, yeah. Whatever you want. We want to make, you know, we want to make you feel safe. We didn't want to offend you. And it was a great video. Cause I thought it was hilarious. Cause he's like, I don't give a freaking, you know, he's like, he's a young 20 year old Irish guy. And he's like, I don't care. Yeah. He's like, you freaking kidding me. He's like, it's a cereal. But these, these school elites were like, Oh no. Yeah. Like, well, whatever you want to do, like just bend at the will. Wow. And that's, that's how he got a start where he's like, man, he's like, okay, that was kind of easy to right. uh, catch someone <laughs> in this straight lie of just like, you know, this political correctness. And then sure. Yeah. He was at Brett Barr and then, yeah. um, lots of great, great exposés and a lot of, because that's kind of his thing is that investigative sort yep. of journalist mm-hmm. side mm-hmm. of things, but yep. There's a lot of great stuff in there. There, I remember watching his election stuff too. There was yep. some some interesting shady stuff going on. He's mostly looking at um, uh, what was her uh, uh, in Minnesota? Yep. Um, Talib or yes, or the other. What's the other gal? Um, Talib and uh, Omar. Omar. Yeah. Yep. One. It was one of their districts. Mm-hmm. Um, and there was some weird weird stuff going on there. But the interview I was listening to was so they're they're a very heavy Somali Somali yeah. community. And he had got video of a guy that was harvesting, um, or not. Yeah. 
is it called harvesting ballot harvesting? Yeah. Um, yeah. yeah. And he describes that, you know, cause I think some, some people just don't understand like, um, and like hearing him talk, he's like, look, he's like, he's like, I'm just looking at what's going wrong in the video. He's like, I'm not like trying to like say there's a conspiracy. He's just saying like, look, like there's a guy straight up, you know, um, harvesting ballots. He's there's, there's evidence of him paying people to fill out a ballot. Yeah. And he's like, he's like, what are we doing to stop that? He's like, nothing, right. you know, like in, in particular, those women in the, in that state, it's like, what are you guys doing to stop this guy? That's obviously, you know, harvesting more, you know, ballots, um, right. fake ballots. Yeah. Um, and buying votes, right. That's he's, he's paying people to go vote and stuff like that. So, yep. um, yeah, no. And, uh, yeah, he had some great, um, he's talking about early on he did, um, Oh, you know, he got Congress to stop funding something that they found. And, um, that's kind of what got project Veritas. And then, uh, right now they do whistleblowers, right? That's the yeah. biggest thing is whistleblowers to provide, provide whistleblowers a place where they can go and provide information. And like Zach mentioned, the Twitter stuff right now is going to be coming out and, yep. um, project Veritas did, I would say the next big thing that they've done recently was the COVID with Pfizer. Oh yeah. All that stuff about like, they knew that natural immunity was better than the vaccine. Um, that they've got those DARPA papers, which don't really, he's, he even admitted, he's like, they don't really prove anything other than that. Fauci knows more than he's saying, yeah. which I would agree a hundred percent on that. Right. Um, which, He'll probably just get suicided. Probably <laughs> oh, that's the next, next step for the Democrats. Right. Usually. Um, but yeah. Um, well, and then other than that, Zach, the conventions here. So they've got other meetings, obviously the yeah. state meetings. Um, but, uh, O'Keefe is like the main, he's the headline speaker Cool. that Saturday. So I was thinking about, I don't know if we'll buy tickets or not, but, um, I'd be curious to see what he says. Yeah, absolutely. Um, man, what are some other things, you know, that we covered, you know, kind of like the Alex Jones effects of like, see, we were right. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I don't know. COVID. That's pretty obvious. I think, I think if you're a free thinking person, yeah, sure. hopefully, I don't know. Some people out there, I'm like, man, yeah. <laughs> uh, I can't help you if you don't see the absurdity of what happened. Oh, Tyler's got freaking Elon Musk on the wall. That's funny. There we go. I didn't even notice that until now. Yeah. Um, yeah. Anything else? Anything else you want to get off your chest? Yeah. <laughs> uh, I don't know. This whole uh, Twitter shakeup has been pretty interesting. It has been. Um, this whole issue of like free speech. Yeah. And uh, I don't know that that's always an interesting conversation to me. Like what is, you know, protected speech? Mm hmm fact that there's certain types of speech that are protected and others that aren't. And, um, you know, Elon came out yesterday, I think, and he's saying, because the, the reaction is just off the, the walls. People are like, Oh, this guy who's like, I guess kind of more popular in conservative right leaning circles <laughs> is now the owner of Twitter. Yeah. And so they're freaking out like, Oh my God, we're going to start all the stuff that we were saying, like, you know, we're shadow banned or like Republican, you know, yep. uh, leaders are being shadow banned or they're being treated unfairly on these sites. They're now freaking out about saying that, Oh no, that's going to happen to us. These things that they, you know, swore up and down were not real. Yep. 
they're now coming out saying that's going to happen to us. Yeah. And so, you know, I think Elon trying to kind of appease the, both sides is like, no, look, he's trying to create a, a platform that is more inclusive to that bell curve shape. So the people who are like in the middle. Yep. So he's like the people on the far left and the far right are both going to be upset with the policies that I put in place. Mm-hmm. But the good news is that 80% of people who are typically in the middle of the bell curve will be okay with that. Yep. And so I think that's great. I mean, you know, let, let the left freak out and over exaggerate like they always do. But um, I think a lot of people, especially on the right, kind of rush to prop him up as this like savior of yeah. free speech. I'm like, yeah. I don't know if you guys are going to like a hundred percent of what yep. he you know decides to do, mm-hmm. but I'm hopeful that it'll, Twitter is, is weird. It's weird. Yeah. And I, I get to consume, like not like tweeting. I don't tweet. I used to, but I don't anymore. Cause yeah. like two <laughs> people would like it. And I'm like, I just feel dumb. <laughs> but, uh, I, I like, I do enjoy reading what people tweet out there. Yeah. and you know, yeah. there's fun stuff. And then there's really interesting thought provoking stuff that's out there. So I'm hoping, you know, it'll just encourage more of that, that yep. debate that goes on. So. Well, and I, I haven't had Twitter in a long time personally. Uh, the podcast does just to share things and, and get, you know, episodes out obviously. And, um, yeah, no, I think, and he's right in saying like, look, if you're on, if you're on the extremes, you're not going to like what I have to say, which that's fair. Right. Yeah. I think, I think extreme, um, uh, well, I shouldn't say extreme ideas should not be banned. Right. Cause that's freedom of speech, but like, you know, people on those sides, like, yes, you should be concerned. Cause like, if you're spitting out, um, uh, and we've talked about the squad. Like, I think they should have been banned. Like for some of the anti-Semitic things they were saying, it's like, man, that like, there's no place for that. Like, right. y- I mean, you can, um, cause they were straight up just saying like, we should just kill them all. And it's just kind of like, man, we're just letting a U.S. Congresswoman say that. Right. Uh, um, but, uh, um, yeah, no, one thing I saw that he said that he was going to try and do was the, uh, which this, I think conservatives will be upset about is the, you know, making sure we know who you are, the ID, right? Oh yeah. Um, but I think, I think that's important because I was telling somebody, I was like, look, I think the biggest problem these social media platforms have are the, are the trolls and the bots, right? Cause those are the ones that are actually really stirring up the trouble. It's not really the actual people on there, um, yeah. other, other than maybe the extremes. But, um, so I think that will help because I think, I think they'll be able to block accounts faster that are not verified as an actual person. Um, and then he kind of had mentioned something about security, about, you know, data farms and stuff coming in with bots, you know, and it's like, yeah, I mean, that's a big deal because those aren't real people, you know? And so, um, now I think some conservatives will be upset about it, but it's like, look, but those aren't real people. Like (laughs) (laughs) if you're a real person, he's not going to ban you. So in theory, um, and I think you'll hopefully, hopefully push Facebook because Facebook has face, you know, uh, that and Instagram meta, um, hopefully makes them change too. And, or people leave their platform because it's kind of like Facebook does the same thing. And if yeah. they say they don't, it's like, well, you're a liar. Right. Um, cause I've, I've, I have witnessed a bot on the Gobi Wyoming Facebook page. Okay. Commenting on our stuff. That was, I think it was the governor's thing. Huh? And I'm like, this is why, like, and I looked at the person's profile and everything. I'm like, this person's fake. I'm like, this is a bot. Yeah. Like this is a Russian bot commenting on a small Wyoming podcast page. So imagine a national page. I'm like, just think like, and then the, the, you know, the discourse that bots can do, like, 
I don't think people understand that. Like, so Facebook, there's a problem. Like you like, right. You got to fix that. And so hopefully he can, I think yeah. if there's anyone that can do it, I think Elon Musk can. Yeah. Oh yeah. I'm just hung up about how he was able to get $44 billion. Yeah. That's Ooh. my <laughs> first thing I would not do would be buy Twitter. $44 billion. There'd be so many other things I'd do before I buy Twitter. That's the problem though, is he's already bought everything. Right. Yeah. He's yeah. been to space. Well, he hasn't been to space, but he can go to space if he wants. Yeah. Um, yeah, no. Yeah. That's, that's big news right now for sure. Um, you know, Wyoming wise, uh, governor Gordon is, is running, uh, to get reelected, um, a reelected campaign. Um, uh, I probably should just wait for Dave Iverson to interview everyone that's running against him. He said he's got everyone interviewed already. So, um, what do you think about that? I don't know. That, that's a tough one for me. Yeah. I mean, I interviewed the governor It was short, you know, uh, didn't, it was good you know, not to, it was a good interview, yeah. uh, but, um, we weren't able to really get like nitty gritty stuff. So I can't right. really say like, yeah, where he stands on stuff, you know, it, uh, I don't know. I, I how much can you really get done in four years? Right? Yeah. And like, especially coming in a year before During COVID, COVID, yeah, you know, like I, I know cause I went to the debates when they had him at the college for that election. There was a lot of ideas that he expressed and brought out. I was like, yeah, it seems you know, pretty good. Um, and I, so I know there was a lot that he wanted to get done and yep. then COVID hits and it's like, you know, I can't imagine trying to get things done yep. you know, that he want to do at, at that level. So, you know, I think, I think he probably deserves another chance, you know, yeah. I don't, for any politician, I don't know if they get anything done really yeah. in the first term. Well, and I think, you know, people got to realize, you know, like he can only do so much. Um, I will, I will voice some, some concerns regarding his leadership and maybe taking more of a lead on some stances at the national level, like yeah. some other governors are. Um, now I love the counterpoint to some people have of these, uh, conservative governors, like where were you two years ago? Like should have had that leadership two years ago, but yeah. I digress. But so it's like one of those, like you want more leadership, but then these guys should have stood up two years anyways. But I do voice that like, yeah, he, like we are a very conservative state. So it's like, you can take that stance. Like we'll take the hit for you. Like, you know, some of like some of these other governors have done. Right. Um, so I do agree on that. Like, yeah, I think he needs to be more comfortable doing that. Um, and then in regards to like getting stuff done, I think, you know, it is the legislature too. The legislature didn't get anything done. Yeah. Um, and I mean anything. It was a frustrating session. Like I didn't keep up too close on it, but I was paying attention. But like the major, like things you would think would get through, like in, and we talked about that transparency curriculum bill, like yeah. that bill is fine if it's better written and discussed a little bit more, um, you know, and, and it's a little more flexible, you know, I think for teachers in the school districts, but it just died, you know, there's yeah. no debate and, and I know it was a budget year, but like, you can't get that done. Like people are upset right. about that. It's like they parents wanted that people wanted it. Um, the, the election integrity bills, the runoff in the, in the uh, yeah, runoff and the crossover. Yep. Uh, those didn't even leave. I think those were both in the Senate. Those, uh, they weren't even heard in the house, I think which is wild. Right. So the Senate gets it done. It gets both of them done. And then the house is just like, no. So it's just yeah. like, um, yeah. And then there's, there's a lot of other ones, but yeah, it's, uh, that's the most concerning thing to me is 
when a party has both houses and essentially the governor's office, like you can't get anything done. Yeah. Right. Yeah. Well, and then we're going to argue about redistricting something that probably shouldn't have been that controversial. Well, you know? like, and so I asked, uh, so I asked a uh, friend of the show, well, both of them, Cyrus and Bo about that whole Senate, the Senate debacle at the end with Bouchard getting kicked off that committee. Yeah. And then um, the district thing, it, it, like, again, it's the whole conversation thing. Right. Um, no one, like, Bo literally was just told me, like, he's like, I have no idea what's happening right now. <laughs> he's like, this is the last hour we have in session. And this, like, we are straight arguing. Yeah. And just, and just, <laughs> and it was just spite to get him off the committee. Yeah. He's like that. It, like, I'm just like, how, just what in the world? Yeah. And he's like, I it, you know, and then Cyrus too in the house with that redistricting thing. He's like, I don't like, yeah. <laughs> um, so again, I don't, I don't know what's going on, but again, it's like communication. Like just, we are not communicating at all. Yeah. Um, now I will say from my understanding, the redistricting though, that's a BS. Like, I don't know how he's still representative that, how, that Zalancer or whatever guy out of Cheyenne, because he straight up moved out of his district. Yeah. I don't care about the new the rule that they did to redistrict and everything. It's like, it's like, dude, like you moved out of your district, like right by state statute. You can't, you, you can't like, and, but the thing is the house did nothing. And then, um, from my understanding, the governor can do an investigation. He can tell the attorney general to investigate none of those Nothing's things. Happened. And so I'm like, what? Yeah. <laughs> so again, it's like this leadership thing. I'm just like, what is going on? Right. So anyways, but yeah, that. Um, anything yeah. else local? What are you going to do this summer? I'm going to try and fish as Hell much as possible. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> I, um, you yeah. and everybody else. Right. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I have to find some new places. Maybe, I don't know. I want to go backpack and up into some places and go do some fishing and there camping. And, um, I don't know. I might get out to Nashville, see, see my brother. Oh, yeah. Um, he's going to try and come in. He's going to Germany. He's going to be in Germany for about a month. Uh, Heck yeah. Doing a study abroad. So. Nice. Yeah. Um, Europe's cool. Yeah. Greece was cool. Yeah. Um, like we want to go back. Uh, yeah. If you can, if it, anyone listening, if you can travel, uh, especially like now, take advantage, like traveling yeah. is so cool. Um, Europeans are interesting. They don't believe in lines. That's if you're an American, like <laughs> that's a shock. Like yeah. you're like, you know, Americans, we always stand in line, you know, yeah. get in line, but no, you just go first like, come first serve. yeah, you just cut, man. Yeah. <laughs> Europeans are just like, <laughs> hey, wow. um, that'll be cool. Yeah. yeah. Germany will be cool. Yeah. So we need hopefully. to, I need to get a Weston Heron on. He's a, yeah. Being coming a Dude, big time model stuff. and actor. Yeah. 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 yeah that uh, would be really cool. Yeah. No, cool. Awesome. Yeah. Go to Nashville. Yep. Nashville's um, hopping. Yeah. Yeah. So been out there twice <clears throat> to see him. Uh, it's a fun town. It's really yeah. cool. So we need to go. We need to go. Yeah. Um, yep. Uh, anyone listening, not in the state, we have terrible hiking and fishing. Don't yeah. come out here. Yeah, don't look for it. No. Yeah. <laughs> no, don't come out. No, I'm just kidding. <laughs> no, we want you to move out here. Yeah. Um, oh no, this is something we had always talked about blockchain and crypto. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I need to hit up Cyrus Western, but I'm pretty sure Wyoming, I think this is actually, this is probably something we didn't get done, uh, is the stable coin. Um, 
I, I'm a little hesitant on it, but I think cause the state would have to back it. And that concerns me. Uh, cause it's like, well, you're, we're, is this the bill that the governor voted down? Is that no, I don't even think, cause I think the stable coin bill is in the house and I don't, th- I just don't think the Senate yeah. had time to think about it. Yeah. Um, cause there was that one blockchain NFT yeah. thing that the governor vetoed. Maybe it was that one. And I was looking at it. And it, it was kind of the same thing. It would have to like the treasury department would have to kind Maybe of create it was this. a new So he vetoed of, it. Yeah. Yeah. I, and seeing that, like, to me, I'm like, I support that. Cause that's where we are not in a position to back it. You know, right. if, if it, if, if oil and gas and coal was rocking and rolling and we could pay for our K 12 and we didn't take all this money from the extra bailout. Yeah. Yeah. Let's like, yeah, maybe let's put some couple million up and see what happens, you know, but right. Um, yeah. And I mean, I know some of my friends were upset about it cause they're all into it, but governor Gordon's position before he was governor was treasurer. He was, yeah. Uh, so I mean that, you know, that was his, he kind of set up the whole system that we have now. Yep. So I'm, I'll defer to his judgment on that, but yeah. you know, it would have been cool to have that, you know, cause we've got the first couple, uh, Blockchain, uh, blockchain laws. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Laws and banks and stuff coming here and set up. Yep. So, um, yeah, would have been cool to see, but I mean, again, who, I think, who are we talking to? Are you talking about passing laws to pass laws? I think this was like the last session, you know, it, I think it would have been exactly that for just yeah. kind of pass it, just passing laws yep. to pass laws. So right. Kinski, yeah. uh, Kinski or that's probably that's be, be something Bo said. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, no. And, and, um, no, that's hundred percent. Right. Cause like, it's just, it's gotta be good. It's gotta be right. You know, and, and right. it's gotta make sense. Um, but yeah, man. Well, anything else for the good of the order, Zach, this is your, this is your moment. Yeah. You got the mic in front of you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, it's good to be back. Uh, it's, it's fun. Uh, you know, it's, I just going back to kind of teaching and, and kids and, and parents. And I think, uh, I don't know. The adults aren't doing a good job right now. I think yeah. setting an example, mm-hmm. whether you're going on to TikTok or we're going to the uh, school district meetings, like parents and adults are just not doing a good job of, of being those positive leaders. And so whoever you are, you know, what, whoever you've got in your life, whether you do have kids or you don't, or they're gone or whatever, you can still be that positive example yep. of, of how to, you know, adult and how to be, be a, uh, just, just a respectful person. Yeah. <laughs> That's it. If we can just be respectful, mm-hmm. I think everything will just kind of fall into place. Yeah. We can start to kind of come back to some sort of semblance of normalcy. Yeah. Get some stronger leaders and, and, and you know, be respectful. And uh, I like that too. be positive. I think you can get down a rabbit hole quickly if you're just negative all the time. Yeah. And finding negative things to talk about. Like there's some good things out there still. And like, um, you know. Like we were joking, like we got great hunting, fishing, wildlife out here. Like, yeah, it's not all bad. <laughs> right. Yeah. Yeah. Get off your phone outside. Go, go do yeah. something. Yeah. Uh, well, perfect. Well, Zach, this was a fun, uh, kind of running it back a little bit, talking yeah. about things we, uh, we were right about. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, it's uh, that Cuban coffee, man. Yes. Yes. There you go. <laughs> if you were, if you've ever listened to our first like 10 episodes, you know what Zach's talking yeah. about. Um, but, uh, thanks for listening and we'll catch everyone in a while since we're taking a break for a little bit. So thanks for listening. 